Yo, what's up, guys? This is Dave with Dynasty Dorks. We're a year-round fantasy football podcast, and we do Dynasty and Redraft content. Thanks for the follow. Good luck this season. What's going on, guys? We got a rookie mock draft for us. I know a lot of you, including myself, have drafts this weekend. So Jesse and I talked about it before the draft, and we said, hey, let's do one as soon as the draft is over. And some crazy people have already got their drafts done. Are you one of those crazy people? Yeah, I've gotten two done. I'm in two going on right now. So like my phone's blowing up with all these crazy sleeper notifications. But yeah, yeah. The, the ADP in those first two days was just a bonanza. It was wild. We <laughs> There was players going on you would never expect. Or like, I think Malik Willis went like 103 in one of them. And I was like, what's happening right now? I was like, but you know, can't complain with it. Yeah, I mean, you're... Average a average draft position is an average, so you're going to mm-hmm. see if someone's at the two ten, that means that somebody took them at the one ten, somebody took them at three ten. So real quick before we get on there, make sure you guys upgrade your leagues. Go to Trophy Smack, and if you use the promo code Dynasty Dorks, all one word, all capital, you can get the free ring at checkout. Buy a trophy, put the ring in the cart. As soon as you put Dynasty Dorks, it is free. So let's mock. All right, and let's make sure everyone knows what we're doing. It is 7 o'clock on the dot. Trying to be on schedule for everybody. They were getting a little antsy. Mm-hmm. We're going. Hey, there we go. Hopefully, uh, I don't see a green light on him. So, <laughs> you, are not the first, you are not the first pick. No. Um, but if you had the first pick, is there anybody that you are considering that is not named Brees Hall. No. So if I have the 101, it's Brees Hall. It's not even a debate. Like I just click the button right away and go from there. The only way I'm not ending up with Brees Hall if I'm at the 101 is if I get an offer that just blows me away. So if someone trades up with a bunch of picks, maybe some in like 2023 and like some big name players, I'd very much be like interested in that. But otherwise, like I don't really want to trade down to get Kenneth Walker or any of the wide receivers just because I'm that into Brees Hall. I think I have him like already RB7 in Dynasty. So I'm like, I will happily just take him and just move on with my team from there. Wow. RB, RB7. That's that's pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not crazy. Um, you know, obviously you got you to factor in age and mm-hmm. running backs. It's just crazy. If you were yeah. to go back through the last three draft classes and just go through their injuries, mm-hmm. it sucks. It sucks. Um, <laughs> it's just really, it's really hard out there to draft, um, you know, to draft running backs. So, high on sports. I'm so sorry, man. Looks like you got. Come on. <laughs> I thought that was you. No. Um, no. Well, we'll try. Hopefully, he's off auto when he gets back. Brees Hall was most likely going to be the pick anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Adam here. I think this is one of my guys from one of my uh, fantasy leagues or one of my dynasty leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you coming up right after that. So um, we'll, we'll definitely save your pick here and not let Adam uh, Skype you or uh, snipe you here. Yeah, he went off green, so I'm curious. I'm curious where he went. but Make sure, make sure he knows. Um, I said, told everybody we're going right at seven. 
that's all right. So as far as you know, as far as the the quarterbacks, I threw this question out there on Sleeper mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter and just said, where are the quarterbacks going to fall? Um, you know, we were talking about it a little bit in one of my group chats. And someone was like, I'm not considering any of the quarterbacks outside Kenny Pickett until like the third round. I, I maybe not even put him in the fourth round. And I yeah. Said, well, so like, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. I was going to say like, that's really devaluing the position. Cause once you get in, like you'll see, once you get in the third round, it's, it's pretty ugly in the rookie drafts. So like if someone wants to jump in in the second round, like I'm totally fine with that. I, I think I would take them like mid second round is where I'd be shooting for like Willis or Corral or one of those guys. But other than that, I'm, I'm not touching them in the first round. Like that's just far too rich for me. Yeah. And, and you know, for me to, for me to see them go in the first round, that's a reach, but for them to think, Oh, well, I'm just going to wait till the third or I'm not touching till the third. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fine. But you're, you're not going to have anybody um, right. because, because of the position. There has to be a happy median. Um, and, and the perfect example is Davis Mills. Um, Davis Mills did not have good draft capital. He was in a really crappy situation. And you probably got him in the fourth round of your Superflex leagues last year. Yeah, and now you can get him probably like for a second. Like, yeah, now, no problem. Now, if you were to flip him for a mid-second or a, a high second mm-hmm. or just even take, just to take advantage of the quarterback market and maybe get a late first. I would yeah. happily do that. You can you can cash in, but I mean, if you can get a mid second or a mid second and a third for for Davis Mills, you're making money. Hey, you're up in the clock, sir. Yep, yep, I got it. Um, so I'm going to take this guy who I love, Mr. Jamison Williams. He's my wide receiver two behind Traylon Burks, and I know that's kind of risky. Those two right next to each other, but those are my top two guys. I have them all in like like the four guys in tier one. So it's them two. It's Drake London and Garrett Wilson. I'm happy with any one of those four. I was kind of bummed to see Burks go at two because he's my wide receiver one. I was like, well, I guess I guess I'll take my number two guy. And reports are he's coming back ideally by training camp. And if that happens, then you don't have the injury discount anymore. So then he can go and you could just roll with him. So I'm much more comfortable now taking him that early. Ooh. Yeah, and you know people are killing killing Jamison Williams for the the landing spot. Mm-hmm. And it's the same people that are putting Sky Moore and Christian Watson in their top four. Yeah, it's like just, that's that's spicy. I can't do that. It's just overreaction. Mm-hmm. It's what it's what Twitter's all about. It's what a lot of us are about. <laughs> and you know, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you do it and you hit. Um, but this is how you end up with drafting Paris Campbell over Justin Jefferson or something stupid. Oh, do people um, do that? People have. I guarantee you. Look back oh in your league gosh. history. Somebody, please comment. Wow. I guarantee Paris Campbell was taken in the top seven of his draft. Due to the fact that he was in an awesome landing spot. Nico Hardman, because of the Tyreek Hill situation, Mm -hmm. he was thrust up there as a top 7-8 pick. You look at Rashad Penny. Some people were taking Rashad Penny and Ronald Jones over Nick Chubb. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like they went right next to each other. Um, Penny and Chubb went right next to each other in the draft, too. So that was like pretty interesting. And I was like, being from Seattle, I got to experience the full Rashad Penny effect. And I was not a fan of it the last few years, you could say. Yeah, and so Brett's the same. He's saying, yeah, late first, early second for the quarterbacks. And, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, quarterback is a major position, and the upside is just a lot higher and mm-hmm. a lot more valuable than some of these other guys. And, yeah, like David Bell might hit. Um, some of these, you know, second-round receivers, they might hit, and you might want them over, and there might be the safer play. But the yeah. upside on some of these guys is not going to be the same. 
Um, hopefully we don't got another auto. If you guys could tag them so I don't have to keep switching screens, um, I appreciate it. And uh, so let's just recap the board. We have Brees Hall going 101, Traylon Burks 102. Remember, this is super flex. Um, Jamison Williams 103, Drake Lennon 104, Garrett Wilson 105, Kenneth Walker 106, Chris Olave 107, Kenny Pickett, the first quarterback 108, Sky Moore 109, and then T King is on the clock. We are at 110. What is the biggest surprise as far as either high or low in the first pick so far? So for me, let me look at the board and make sure. Um, it's interesting that more and Watson went back to back. That actually doesn't surprise me. The one that is like surprising for most people is going to be Walker at 106. Cause like I've seen people pushing him up to like 102, like pretty much locked there. So I'm sure whoever had pick six, they loved that. Um, but that's the farthest I've seen Kenny or um, Kenneth Walker fall in any draft I've seen so far. But that kind of feels like his firewall spot. Like he's not getting past six in the draft, I would guess. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could see oh, that. there goes Cook. Oh, bummed. Yeah, I wanted him. Yeah. And I and I did everyone. People get mad when I, I don't. I do a snake for for like mock drafts. Oh yeah, but it's like I get it. Like your drafts aren't going to be snake, but like the guys that are picking one eleven and one twelve are getting punished. They're not getting Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. They're having to, you know. So I I like to kind of reward him for that. Plus it adds adds a nice little twist to it. James yeah. Cook is still on the clock for me, but I know he's not there. <laughs> yeah, you like try to pick him. You're like, wait a second. Yeah, I, I'm. At, I got to back out and go back in there. It was wanting me to pick him. But yeah, so yeah, like Cook's the one that's risen like crazy. Like I've seen him. Like people said he went 103 in a draft, and I said what? I was like, there's no way. Like I'm huge on James Cook, but like at that price, I was like, that's just that's too steep for me. Like I love him in this back range of the first. Like if I can get him there every time, I'm happily taking James Cook. Yeah, I 100% was hoping he would go there. Um, you know, it's just an explosive offense. That's where I'm really, really looking for a player like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're like they've been looking for that receiving running back, and they haven't haven't had it for years. Yeah. Oh, they took one. So I was hoping White was going to be there for me right there, but he just went. Okay. So I was like, now I got to pivot. And this is like so. This spot right here, I don't like. Um, Wandale Robinson's the guy I'm gonna take, but I really don't feel great about it. Like it's, it feels a little too soon for him for me. But it's between him and basically McBride, and then I would drop down on the quarterback. You wouldn't so take it's like the quarterbacks here. Uh if I so if my team desperately need a quarterback, I would. But as far as those quarterbacks, I don't think they're that good in general. So that's kind of my hesitancy. Like if I if I believed in like Ritter or Corral or any of them a little bit more. I mean, like, Willis is right there, so it is kind of tempting. But, like, that's that's where I struggle. So this is where I kind of fight the rankings to make sure I have it right. Because mm-hmm. I'm looking at it, and I'm like, should I take him right there? And I'm like, uh, yeah, but I have – so I got to trust myself on this one because I have Wandale above them in another tier, so I can't let them just, like, jump them basically. So I was like, all right. Or actually, wait. I see picking – why is Pickens not on here? Well, all right, I'll take Wandale, but Pickens should be available, but I don't see him. Oh, he's gone. All right. That's why. That's why. Well, I was like, where is he? Auto, it was auto pick real quick. So to, That's to, why. To recap where we're at, the, you know, the high on sports took uh, Brees Hall at the 101, Traylon Burks 102 to Adam. Then you took Jamison Williams, Drake Lennon at 104, Garrett Wilson 105. So four receivers in the top five picks. Mm-hmm. Then we have Kenneth Walker, Chris Olave, Kenny Pickett, Sky Moore, Christian Watson, James Cook, Jahan Dotson, 
Then we had George Pickens to start to second. Then we had Rashad White, 2-2. Two, two. Wondell Robinson, 2-3. David Bell, 2-4. Um, for you, I mean, we talked about the quarterbacks. You thought about it, but wasn't really uh, on the radar yet. They're going to start mm-hmm. the fall. Yeah, at some point, somebody's going to take one of them. I'm just curious if it's going to be Willis because he's the biggest name or if it's oh, it's Ritter. There it is. And you got only three running backs in the first round, only four running backs in the first 16, 17 picks. Which is such a crazy like difference with the pair of the past few years where people are just pounding running backs and now they just hate the class. And anybody that is a um, fantasy football, not a dynasty person is going, what mm-hmm. the hell is going on here? Right. And then you have the super flex where I get it. I, I'm, I love super flex and I understand the value of quarterbacks. But it's just super flex. It's not a two quarterback league. Mm-hmm. And you know, some of these guys like like I, I had trade the other the other year, they're like uh or last year and they're like, So you're gonna give up Jared Goff? He's a quarterback, it's super flex. Don't you realize that? Wow. Like it's Jared Goff. Like, am I really gonna start him every week? Like, yeah, you're like, I'm never gonna start him. So yeah, what's like, the point? I'd rather start a running back or receiver over Jared Goff. So Yeah, um, yeah. So like this offseason I moved um Trubisky and like the 208 for Hollywood because like it was right before they drafted anybody. I was like, yeah, absolutely. They're like, but it's super flex. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Like I love Hollywood. I don't want Trubisky. Like he's going to start maybe like a half a year for me. So what's the point? I was like, no, I'll take the much better player. Just thank you and move on. Yeah. And so you can't overdraw, you know, overcompensate for the position. I get it. Like Corey got great value right there. Willis at mm-hmm. two eight, pick it at one, uh, pick it at one eight. Those are good value, and at the end mm-hmm. of the day, he's getting two really, really nice lottery tickets. Yep. So if those guys were to hit, he's 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 definitely winning big over taking somebody that you know has a, a low 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 ceiling. Yeah, like especially where he got picket because then he locks in the quarterback. He's not going to lose that much value no matter what. Even if he's like bad, he'll still be starting next year. And then if Willis hits, it's just like that's that's the skyrocket ticket all the way up. So it's like. If you can do that and that range, like that's, I love that idea. Yeah. And so we're starting to see that the running backs and the quarterbacks kind of dominate this, this round compared to, oh, yeah. Uh, and then how right there with the auto. Mm-hmm. So to recap the second round, George Pickens, Rashad White, Wandale Robinson, David Bell, Desmond Ritter, Trey McBride, Isaiah Spiller, Malik Willis, Damian P- Pierce, Matt Corral, Brian Robinson, Tyler Algier. Who's your what's your favorite pick of that draft that round? So of the second round, like I really like getting Pierce and Robinson in the back because you know they're gonna be playing like that. Um Spiller, I don't know. I'm not really sold on him. So he'll have a role too, but I'd rather get someone back at two eleven as opposed to two oh seven. Like I'd rather get Mo Willis there and then move back and get Robinson. Uh, and then the other guy that I really like is McBride right in the middle. Like McBride's the one tight end I'm really targeting out of all the tight ends this year. If I'm getting one, it's Trey McBride, or I'm just basically putting the position. Yeah, and N- N- Night's Falls had a nice draft getting the uh, you know the RB two and the TE one right mm-hmm. there, um, and not having to you know obviously they're not moving around the board, but um, not having to overpay for for either of those positions. I. Yeah, I'll I'll disagree on Spiller. I don't like his draft capital, and I know the analytics guys will, you know, will point to point to that, and they'll they'll tell me it, you know, it's not good. And I agree. I mean, Michael Carter last year, I was telling everybody, 
sell, sell, sell. Mm-hmm. Um, draft capital is just not good, and their, you know, their success rates just drop. The the worst that the draft capital is. Right. Um, but I just I like that offense, and I have no faith in the guys that are behind Eckler. And I understand, you know, as someone that has a lot of Eckler, he misses time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do like the Spiller pick, um, and I think he's one of these guys that, you know, we really beat him up this off season for you know the Olymp- you know the the combine and all that. Yeah, maybe he's not going to be this this elite athlete, you know, do all these things. But we saw it on tape last year. He's a good running back, and in a system like that, in a high scoring offense, I'll take him at two seven. Yeah, like at that at that range, like it's it's totally like I don't mind it. I'm just if I could get the other guys a little bit later, like I'd rather just do that. But if you need a running back, like it's he's a fine dart throw to throw is the way I look at it. And there are other running backs that just aren't good besides Eckler. Like they're just jags basically. So it's like he's gonna step in and play. And if he's good, he'll hold the role. And then look at even what's his face, um, Washington Gibson. Like he basically had a competition brought in just because they don't have the draft capital and they obviously don't trust him. So if you have a running back that doesn't have at least like second round draft capital, it's like man, it's just it's just treacherous holding on to those guys because you don't know if they could be replaced. Yeah, and a lot of these guys were clumped together and they kind of hurt themselves. Like nobody was jumping into the third round to get a running back because they were all just sliding down the board. Mm-hmm. But then, as soon in the, as the fourth round hit and they started going, it was like boom, 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 boom. Like four out of twenty picks were running backs, and you know you only had a couple in the you know second or third round range. One of them is, is still on the board. Was still on the board. Just got taken. Yeah, yeah. See, I missed him because I would have taken him if I saw him. But yeah, there's a few guys like I did not see available, and I was like, as soon as I made my pick, then I looked back and I was like, there goes that. But, you know, you live with it. It's all good. So we're talking about running backs. So let's just go through how we've ranked the running backs. So this is how this group ranked the running backs. Bryce Hall's the one. Walker's the two. Cook's the three. White's the four. Spiller's the five. Pierce is the six. Robinson's the seven. Algier's the eight. Then we have Ty, Ty Davis-Price as the nine. Samir mm-hmm. White at the ten. Yeah, it's – so – I feel like for the most part you can interchange a lot of those guys with what you what you're chasing out of your running backs. So like Spiller, as inefficient as he was, you know he's a good pass catcher, so he has that going for him. Um, Allegier, like he broke a ton of big runs, and it was at BYU, so take it with a grain of salt. But he was still like breaking insane amount of big plays. You have Robinson, you know he's going to be able to handle the workload at his size and what he did. And then it's like Haskins, that dude's a grinder. He's Derrick Henry 2.0. Yeah, Haskins, I did my rankings, and you know when you do your fantasy pros rankings, it tells you kind of who is your biggest risers, biggest fallers. And Haskins was definitely someone that moved up my board a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, What about you? you, Were you already high on him? And and when I say high, don't get me wrong, he's not a top five running back for me. (laughs) Yeah. my my 10th running back, but I had him buried. I had him as like 23. Yeah, so like I wasn't – when I get down to this part, I'm letting draft capital like – guys are going to jump up massively. Like the guy I'm about to take here, his landing spot was ideal. So I was happily like, I'm targeting this guy in fourth round every time. It's Ingram because oh, yeah. he goes to the perfect position and it's like James Conner. You know James Conner's going to suffer some type of injury, so he's going to play in year one. And then in like the fourth round, I'm like, I'll take that dart every time. No, I'm with you 100%. You know, the, what the NFL thinks about these guys and what those teams think about these guys 
means a lot more than what you know what my pre-rankings were mm-hmm. um, i'm not going to completely throw my pre-rankings out the window yeah um you know landing spots and, and all that is important but it, it for me there was a lot of tiers and clusters mm-hmm. and the draft just broke them all up i'm like okay this guy is in a tier with these three other guys it's like this guy was drafting the second round these other guys are drafting the fifth he clearly goes to the next tier or he just, you know, goes all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's a few guys who I like significantly pushed up like James Cook, the one guy, because I had him like behind white and like he was with Spiller. So I was letting basically draft capital decide between those two. And when James Cook was a third running back off the board in the second round, I was like, all right, he's jumping. He's jumping white because it's the position and it's like he's going to play right away and get those pass catches. So I was like, I got to move him up. Yeah, if you can't get Hall or Walker, I honestly I would recommend trying to shop for running back mm-hmm. um, because even though I do like Cook and I love like satellite backs and pass catching backs, I do have my concerns. Yep, pass blocking is not his forte. No, and that is a very quick way to get yourself on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we we've, we've seen it happen, Antonio Gibson. Mm-hmm. is a perfect example so um i don't want to fall into that trap and if i can get somebody you know there's a team that's that's rebuilding that's looking to sell and i got the 103 let's go or you know these receivers obviously dominate the draft for a very good reason they're studs and like you took jameson williams you know imagine jameson williams this year with jared goff okay imagine him next year when he's at cj Stroud. Right, exactly. It's it's basically to the moon, as they say. So you're just like, you're thrilled with it. So yeah, like a lot of these guys, I don't think anyone's going to necessarily smash in year one. Like Olave's got a really good landing spot in Burks because there's nobody. But like London's QB, it's Mariota, it sucks. We still don't trust Zach Wilson. And like Jameson's got Jared Goff and he's Jared Goff. So it's like, it might be year two before they hit, but you know they're at least going to produce in year one. Night Falls is the Baltimore Ravens of the fantasy football draft. <laughs> so, what, Jesse, other than yours and mine, who mm-hmm. had the best draft? Let's see. So, I really like what Corey did. Um, let's see. With the back-to-back quarterbacks to start out, just because the positional value. Um, I like Night Falls doing that really well, actually, because he got Walker and he got McBride, and those are like – Two guys that are pretty important. And then outside of that, <laughs> the Air Raiders taking four like running backs, like that's not bad given the value of where you got them. So I'd say those are kind of like the big three I was looking at. Yeah. No, it, I, I, it's super flex. So I know we talked about like you don't want to overvalue position. Mm-hmm. I like what Corey did just by getting the value. He didn't take, you know, Kenny Pickett at the the 102 and Malik Willis at the 202. It's just 1828. Um, you know, I think the the value with what Brett did, um, mm-hmm. London at the four spot. A lot of people have him as their overall one. Yep. Um, or the wide receiver one at least. David Bell. If they don't re-sign Jarvis Landry, is a sneaky pick. And and John Mechie. Uh, I know they got Brandon Cooks. I know they got Nico Collins. Um, but Mechie's a guy where he's a ready-made slot, and uh, he should fit right in right in there in that offense with Davis Mills. I really like what you know, quietly Davis Mills had a really good offseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're he at least gets another year. So and if he produces, who knows? Maybe they like they trust him. Like I wouldn't bet on it, but like it's definitely a, in the range of outcomes if he hits right. So it's it's not a bad bet. 
Yeah, and I, I like where Sky Moore and Christian Watson went. So like, mm-hmm. I hate when guys get get hyped up so much that you have to like dislike them. Like it's not I don't dislike Sky Moore or dislike Christian Watson, but when someone takes him at the in the fourth or the fifth over Jameson Williams or Garrett Wilson, I don't like that. That's that's just too rich for my blood. Like in at that spot, like especially when Pickett goes, that's kind of like the choose your guy range because you can make a case for a ton of dudes. Like you could say Dotson's up there too, or if somebody really loves Pickens, they could pick yeah. those guys. But like that's that's kinda like where I'm targeting those guys is like 109 and beyond that, and I'm totally fine with grabbing any one of those guys. Yeah, I got Pickett at the 110, and I actually – like the board is very similar to my rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, just move Kenneth Walker up a little bit. Um, yep. But Kenny Pickett is the 110, and I have him exactly behind that group of nine guys. Sky, Sky Moore, Watson, Alave, Walker, Wilson, London, Jamison Williams, Traylon Burks, and Brees Hall. Yeah, mine's a little different. I'm actually keeping Pickett right there behind Olave. And then I have more. And then I have Cook in front of Watson just because Watson absolutely terrifies me. Like, I watched his tape and I am so scared. But, like, the athleticism, it jumps out at you. So, it's like, I feel like he's basically this year where he's either going to bust or he's going to completely hit. And there's no in-between for him. And I, like, it's just so hard for me to, like, bet on those guys. I'd rather just miss out and let someone else take that gamble myself. Yeah, I I had the guys on the show. And so, like... Jake would love your Wandale pick. Um, so Jake, Jake and John. Um, so Jake says and John Lobb were on my my receiver show. So mm-hmm. I had a, you know a tape grinder and I had an, an, an analytics guy. Um, so we had a very differing opinions. I'm thinking, oh, I can I can imagine how like, those were uh, so, so different. Yeah, it was very interesting. But um, so they they you know Jake obviously likes Wandale Robinson. Um, but we all kind of all of us were looking at Christian Watson going. No, like it, it's just we he's not a first round receiver and he went in the first no. round. Obviously the NFL they they those guys they this is their job, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it, you're like this guy's never had a uh, never had a year over 800 yards. Mm-hmm. And if somebody says well he played North Dakota State, well he had Trey Lance as his quarterback. So the, mm-hmm. like I know they run the ball a lot, but if you have a first round receiver on your team whether it's high school, college, wherever, Mm-hmm. You're gonna be throwing him the ball more than they did, and what was his the most catches like sixty in a year? It's I don't know off the top of my head, but it's like it's lower than you would expect for someone with the hype that he has and like oh, where he went. Percent drop rate. Yeah, like so that shows up on the tape. You watch it and you're like, his hands are just not good. So like he obviously needs to work on that. But like there were certain things he was doing, and I was like, he's not a natural pass catcher like at all. Like he's very much an athlete trying to become like a very good wide receiver. Yep. And he's like, I wonder why he basically ended up in North Dakota State, but he like he had this massive growth spurt. So like when he was coming out, he was a much smaller guy. And I was like, oh, it makes so much sense. Because how do you go from Tampa to North Dakota State? And I was yep. like, there was something missing. So I was like, oh, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. So just to recap the draft before we get out of here, um, the the receivers went, uh, top five receivers were Traylon Burks, Jamison Williams, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. The top five running backs were Brees Hall. Kenneth Walker, James Cook, Rashad White, and Isaiah Spiller. Um, the top five quarterbacks went Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis, Matt Corral, then Sam Howell. And then as far as the tight ends, it went McBride, Jelani Woods, Greg Dolchik. Then we had Cade Otten and mm-hmm. Daniel Bellinger. Cade Otten will, was you know an auto pick, but be very interesting what happens. You know, Obviously, we all think Gronk's coming back. 
Gronk didn't come back. Yeah, he's sneaky. He's 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 sneaky. Um, and as a Giants fan with Bellinger, I like that pick. He's more of you know he's 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 athletic enough. He's a good he's a good run blocker, so he's going to get on the field. Mm-hmm. And um, in an offense where Ricky Seals Jones is the the number one tight end, um, pretty clear path. Yeah, it's very easy. If anybody's going to take a job, it's going to be him. Or if, say, like, Gronk doesn't come back, then Otten takes that job because, like, there's no one else there. I mean, there's Brait, but, like, Brait's just Brait. Like, nobody cares about Brait, really. So he can actually easily step in and, like, have a significant role, too. So those are two guys to look at. So if you look at the whole draft out of, out of all the rounds, most likely the, the late rounds, what, what do you think was the biggest value of the draft? So, like, I actually like the dart throw at the 4-9 with Austin. Like, I thought that was really good value because he's actually a really good wide receiver. And they interviewed basically every corner at the senior draft, and they said by far he was the hardest guy to cover. Like, it wasn't even a question. Everyone unanimously said he, and he just abused everybody. So he's the one I was looking at. Um, and, like, Thornton's still, like, he's a second-round pick. So if you get a second-round wide receiver in the fourth round, like, I don't hate that pick. And then lastly, Pacheco in Kansas City, just because I don't trust C.H. or Rojo. So Pacheco has a good chance to earn a role in year one. Yeah, when Angelo was on the, the show, I was telling him, you know, I was at the Combine and I got to see the guys, you know, you get to see them out, out of the pads. You get to see them moving around. You get to see them next, standing next to each other, doing the drills. And you get kind of a different angle than you do on TV. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, this guy, I, I kept messing his name up. So we just jokingly called him Pikachu the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah. um, but I was like, this guy, like Pacheco, he, he just, he's got something about him. Like he looks, he looks very fluid when he's doing the drill. So it's very confident. Like he had a confidence about him mm-hmm. that I just jumped. And I'm like, there's something about that guy. Uh, and, you know, you, you, you can see it where um, they did a little special on him before, um, before the draft day three. Um, I thought that was one of the good picks. Like I said, I, I thought Haskins was a good value there at 311 just because of that offense and what it does. We saw Deonta Foreman come out of nowhere um, at like Undertaker style, just come from the dead and just was like <laughs> on your fantasy rosters every single week. Right. Um, Ty Davis Price, the ADP hasn't really caught up with him. Um, yeah, he should rise. Yeah, um, and of course you'll you'll go. People get him earlier, and then like some undrafted free agent will be their number one running back next year. Um, and then Zamir White is the other one. There was something that came out Monday that said you know he could be the lead back in 2023 if they moved on from Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the three six, plenty plenty of value there. Yeah, like that's where those two went right there. The three five and three six, like that's the perfect place to take them. Because those guys like have a shot to earn a role, and that's all you're asking for as running back is the opportunity for volume. Like they don't even really have to be good; they just have to get on the field and get the work. Yep. Like coaching staffs will pick weird guys, so like as long as they're on the field, they have a shot. So that's all you can ask for with those guys. Yeah, and and Jalen Tolbert, you know, we we get Ceedee Lamb there. There's no more Amari Cooper. You know, we have um, you know Michael Gallup's coming back off mm-hmm. of an ACL. Kind of a sneaky play there at three two. He had a good landing spot. Yeah, I I would have actually taken him if like he was there right there because I actually really like Tolbert and that's about as good of a fit as like basically a wide receiver three can be in in that offense because you know they distribute the ball and who they give it to. So like he has a chance to make an impact right away in year one, and that's that's huge for a guy like him. Absolutely. Well, hey, man, thanks for coming on. This was a lot of fun, and thanks, everybody, for uh, helping us put this together. Um, Jesse, do you have anything going on that you need to plug? 
Um, just, you can find my work all on Twitter. Basically I'll put all my articles, everything on there. So at the J Moeller 05, you can find all my work through league winners and everything else right through there. All right. Make sure you guys give him a follow. Thanks. Thanks again. Good luck this season. Awesome. Thanks for having me.